Hey everybody, you are listening to The Poison Lab, a show about poisoning for people who manage poisoning. I'm your host, clinical toxicologist and emergency medicine pharmacist Ryan, and this is a High Yield Highlights Just the Facts episode reviewing notable recommendations from the U.S.-Canada Acetaminophen Overdose Management Consensus Statement that was published August 8th in JAMA Open Network. This was a collaboration from multiple major toxicology organizations, such as the American Academy of Clinical Toxicology, the American College of Medical Toxicology, America's Poison Centers, and the Canadian Association of Poison Control Centers. This episode is specifically designed to review notable recommendations in a high-yield fact format, but it's being released right alongside an in-depth interview with the lead author of the consensus statements, Dr. Richard Dart. I highly recommend, after you listen to this episode, go check out our in-depth interview, where we sit down and hear directly from one of the authors of the consensus statement on how to apply the guideline, rationale behind specific recommendations, and what future directions might look like in terms of actually managing acetaminophen overdose. Many of the authors in this consensus statement have a very strong history of acetaminophen overdose research, including some like Dr. Barry Rumack of the Rumack-Matthew nomogram. So I highly recommend checking out this interview to hear more about their insights in managing acetaminophen overdose. You'll find a link to that interview in the show notes. It is being released right alongside this episode. Okay, this episode is the high yield highlights. So let's dive in. The management of acetaminophen overdose consensus statements establish some very important definitions. First, they define acute and repeated supertherapeutic ingestions. This is important because an acute ingestion can be managed via the RUMAC-Matthew nomogram, where you plot them on the nomogram, predict the risk of developing hepatotoxicity, otherwise known as an AST-ALT over 1,000, and determine if they need NAC. Per this consensus statement, an acute ingestion is anyone who takes an overdose of acetaminophen within 24 hours. The specific dose that qualifies as an overdose is not particularly well defined. In children less than 6 years old, the guideline states 150 milligrams per kilo or greater within 24 hours would be an acute overdose. In adults, the guideline suggests 10 grams or 200 milligrams per kilogram whichever is less, within 24 hours constitutes an acute overdose. The consensus statement also notes that the original RUMAC-Matthew nomogram used a definition of greater than 7.5 grams of acetaminophen within 24 hours as an acute overdose. However, patients might not be very accurate in giving a dosing history. So the real key here is if you think your patient took more acetaminophen than they should have within a 24-hour period, they qualify as an acute overdose and you should plot their acetaminophen concentration on the RUMAC-Matthew nomogram to determine if they need treatment. This means if you took acetaminophen right now and again in 10 hours, and I drew an acetaminophen level 14 hours from the first time you took acetaminophen, I would plot it at the 14-hour line, regardless of the fact that you just ingested more acetaminophen at 10 hours. It's all considered one ingestion. Dr. Barry Rumack of the Rumack-Matthew nomogram was a consultant on this consensus statement and confirms that this is how the Rumack-Matthew nomogram was validated. This also means if you're taking acetaminophen for greater than 24 hours, 
you no longer qualify to use the Rumac Matthew nomogram for prognostication because your first dose was greater than 24 hours ago and the nomogram line ends at 24 hours. This is called a repeated supertherapeutic ingestion. The consensus statement defines repeated supertherapeutic ingestions as greater than 6 grams per day or 150 milligrams per kilo per day, whichever is less, over 24 to 48 hours, and 4 grams per day or 100 milligrams per kilogram per day, whichever is less, which can be a little bit confusing because 4 grams per day is an FDA-approved dose. So technically, someone taking 4 grams per day for 3 days could qualify as a repeated supertherapeutic ingestion per these guidelines. Once again, check out the link in the show notes for the full interview with the consensus statement lead author to hear more about the rationale for where that recommendation came from. If you have a patient who has a repeated supertherapeutic ingestion, meaning you can't plot them on the nomogram because they've been taking Tylenol for too long, For example, a patient presents saying they've taken 6 grams of acetaminophen per day for the last three days. The consensus statement recommends that you assess an acetaminophen concentration and hepatic function. You're going to treat this patient in one of two scenarios. The first is that they have evidence of hepatic injury. This patient has already experienced acetaminophen toxicity, and you'll need to start N-acetylcysteine to try to reduce and prevent further toxicity. The second scenario is that they have normal hepatic function, but an acetaminophen concentration of greater than 20 micrograms per milliliter. Let's take an example of our patient who is taking 6 grams per day for 3 days. You check hepatic function, which is normal, but their acetaminophen concentration is 40 micrograms per milliliter. This patient is still metabolizing acetaminophen and generating NAPKI. They have not experienced the full extent of hepatotoxins, and we don't know if they're going to develop hepatic injury yet. Since we cannot prognosticate with the Rumac-Matthew nomogram, we will treat these patients to ensure they don't develop hepatotoxicity. If this repeated supertherapeutic ingestion does not have hepatic injury and has an acetaminophen concentration less than 20 micrograms per deciliter, consensus statements do not recommend treatment. Find out more in the full interview. Other repeated supertherapeutic ingestions that need treatment are those with evidence of hepatotoxicity already, such as an elevated AST or ALT. Another definition the guideline made was the high-risk acetaminophen overdose population. This was defined as anyone with a acetaminophen concentration twice as high as the treatment line on the Rumac-Matthew nomogram, or anyone who took 30 grams of acetaminophen or greater. The consensus statement makes specific recommendations about this high-risk group, such as that they might need higher doses of N-acetylcysteine than normal, but they don't prescribe a specific dose. And the statement recommends that you consult with a clinical toxicologist or poison center on any of these higher-risk patients to ensure they're getting the most appropriate care. Diving into notable treatment recommendations for the guideline. For acute ingestions, the consensus statements make some specific recommendations. First, an acetaminophen concentration between 2 and 4 hours excludes the possibility of ingestion. If you've given a patient 2 hours to absorb the drug and you're detecting nothing, the negative predictive value is quite high, and you don't need to continue to check for acetaminophen in that patient. Second, the consensus statements recommend activated charcoal 
up to four hours after acetaminophen ingestion. So not the typical window of one to two hours after ingestion that most people think about. Another recommendation from the consensus statements that's pretty intuitive, but something not many think about. It's commonly touted that if you are an acetaminophen overdose and you get N-acetylcysteine within eight hours, you're going to do okay. If N-acetylcysteine is started after eight hours, you are at a higher risk of hepatotoxicity because some damage may have already been done. So the consensus statement recommends that if a patient presents and you're unable to plot them on the nomogram by the eight-hour mark, you should initiate N-acetylcysteine prior to knowing the acetaminophen concentration, just in case the patient does plot as hepatotoxic. You don't want to miss your therapeutic window. Some examples where this would be relevant, if a patient presents greater than eight hours from ingestion, so if someone shows up 16 hours after ingestion, the guidelines would recommend you start NAC while you wait for your labs to come back just so you can get ahead of hepatotoxicity. Or if someone shows up seven hours after ingestion and you know it'll take two or three hours to get your lab back, you should just start therapy. The actual dose of NAC that is recommended by the consensus statement is not completely defined. They recommend a minimum NAC regimen of 300 mg per kilo over 20 to 24 hours. And they also state that some patients, such as those deemed as high risk, may need more N-acetylcysteine than that regimen. We'll go much more in detail into these recommendations in the full interview. But seeing as the FDA-approved protocol gives you 300 milligrams per kilogram in approximately 21 hours, this means as long as you're following at least that protocol, you can continue doing whatever protocol you're currently using. The guideline also establishes criteria for when N-acetylcysteine can be safely stopped, which would be an acetaminophen concentration that is undetectable, an INR that is less than 2, and an AST and ALT that are normal for the patient or have decreased by 25 to 50% of their peak, and the patient is clinically well. Finally, the guidelines talk about some specific scenarios. First, line crossers. In patients who have ingested acetaminophen with an anticholinergic or an opioid, if the first concentration is below the acetaminophen treatment line, you should repeat the concentration in four to six hours to see if they've crossed into the treatment line for the rumac matthew nomogram because the anticholinergic or opioid can delay absorption. Another unique scenario is acetaminophen extended release products. If the first concentration is drawn between 4 and 12 hours and is below the rumac matthew nomogram treatment line, repeat the concentration in 4 to 6 hours to see if they cross into the treatment threshold. Consensus statements go on to cover a number of other topics, such as when you should dialyze a patient, when to consult with liver transplant, and they even address the potential future uses of fomepazole, which at this time, the consensus statement says that fomepazole does not have enough data available to support a standard recommendation. But as for any complicated or serious acetaminophen poisoning, a poison center or clinical toxicologist should be consulted to help manage it and evaluate these novel therapies role in that patient. Okay, there's your high yield highlight. If you haven't yet read the guidelines, these were some of the major recommendations that they made. That will wrap it up for this episode. Once again, if you want to hear more about the rationale for some of these recommendations that were made, check out the full interview with the consensus statement corresponding author, Dr. Richard Dart, 
that was released right alongside this episode. There's a link to it in the show notes, or you can go to www.thepoisonlab.com or anywhere else you listen to podcasts and you'll be able to find the episode. If you like what you've been listening to or you find that this show adds some kind of value for you, please leave us a review. It helps us reach other listeners who are interested in the field of toxicology. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lab Poison, myself at EMPoisonFarmD, on Instagram, Tox underscore Talk, and on Facebook, The Poison Lab. And there's even a TikTok, I guess, now that we try to update sometimes. We're just trying to get the word out. You can always reach out to the show at ToxTalk1, that's T-O-X-T-A-L-K-1, at gmail.com. Keep your eyes on our social media or subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts so you can learn about when new episodes are released. That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening today, and I hope we can catch you next time. Hey, Toxo, can you play us out? The information on this show is for educational purposes only and should not be interpreted as medical advice or treatment recommendations. Contact your doctor for health questions or call your local poison center at 1-800-222-1222. The opinions expressed on this show do not represent those of our employers. This show is poorly written and shoddily produced by Ryan Feldman. Don't forget to give it a share with your nerdy friends. Cheerio mates, see you next time.